Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 136, Amy Foley, from solo freelancer to team leader, the power of networking, business autonomy, and HubSpot insights. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, and after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another The Builders. Today, we are joined by Amy Foley. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm excited. Me too. So, uh, we're, yeah, we've got so much to dig into. I got a long bullet list of things that so many good things that we can. Uh, we'll see where it takes us. Uh, but Amy is uh, you are the co-founder of Inbound Back Office, That's which correct. is a white label on-demand staffing service for marketing agencies. That's correct. My brain's working today. I actually was able to all spit right. all that out. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, which is really cool uh, and. Uh, but one of the things we do here on the builders, especially when you're here for the first time, is we like to dig into your journey a little bit, your story, your background, your origin story, um, to see what that <laughs> looked like, how you ended up where you are today, doing the awesome things you're doing today, and how you became the awesome person you are today. Um, and uh, yeah, so with that, I'm just going to hand it over to you and you can tell the short version, long version, medium version, whatever you feel like today. All right. Sounds good. So I would say that the origin story probably started back in 2009. Um, I had a three-year-old and I was working full-time as administrative assistant in an office and my three-year-old broke his femur. Mm. And when you break your femur when you're three, they put you in a half body cast. And so like, it required two of us just to move them, to bathe them. Like wow. it was, yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, now the good thing it was, it only had to be on for four weeks, but that's a really long time to be <laughs> out of work. Um, mm -hmm. And so I begged and pleaded for my company to let me work from home during that time. Um, I mean, that, of course, that was before work from home was really a thing. And so, but I knew that there were some people who did it. So I knew that it could be done. Right. I just didn't know exactly the logistics of it. Um, but they reluctantly agreed. And during that month, I was much more productive. I was happier because I was able to work when I had the energy um, and still got to be there for my family. And when I went back, I said, you know, can we work out some kind of part-time work from home kind of situation? Mm -hmm. And they said, absolutely not, <laughs> which oh, is no. so bizarre to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was, it benefited them. It benefited me. Like it just was a win-win, but they just were not into it. So that's when I started looking for like an actual position that was work from home. So I found one through some connections on Twitter. And um, so I, it started as part-time. So I was doing that part-time on the side. Mm -hmm. um, and then once they were able to give me a full-time position, then I quit my office job and I was working from home full-time. So um, that was interesting. <laughs> 
to work from home with two little children yeah. um, and with with no real like blueprint for it um, because again that was before it was a thing about a year later I figured out how to work from home really well and I was doing my job pretty efficiently so you know I was doing a full-time job in basically part-time hours so I was looking for some more things to do mm -hmm. because I like to be busy so I decided that you know, why not look for people who need administrative help? Right. And again, again, I was in a position where I had no idea what that looked like or how I would do it. But I figured if somebody was willing to pay me, I would figure it out. And I put up a little website and I went to Twitter and I looked for people who were looking for recommendations for virtual assistants. And I just I just responded and said, I'm a VA. Do you want to chat? Like, here's my website if you want to, you know, look into me. Right. And like the first three people who I did that to all took calls with me and hired me. It was like, I was amazed. And I was like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what have <Right>. I done? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a little overwhelming. But um, so the very first person that I was working for was Michael Reynolds, who owned a marketing agency. Um, and as I was working with him and his agency, I learned all about marketing and the inbound marketing mm -hmm. and HubSpot and he kept referring me to all of his agency friends. And so they just kept coming and they needed all of this help. And because I knew how to do it now, um, I just got so busy that I went out and looked for help. And I found that there were no like VAs who knew HubSpot. So this was, this so, was all HubSpot uh, work? It was mostly HubSpot work, a little of the general admin type stuff. Um, but mostly HubSpot. Mm. And so I hired someone and trained them on HubSpot and inbound marketing and all of that. So then I had a helper and then we just kept getting busy and I just kept adding helpers to the team. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was so ridiculous. I was keeping track of people's hours on the spreadsheet and like calculating how much I owed them, paying them through PayPal. It was so janky, but the clients were happy, my team was happy, everybody was happy, so it was great. So I decided that this could actually be a business. And so I hired a business coach to figure out exactly like what I should be focusing on in order to make it like a real big girl business. And um, she really helped in, you know, getting me focused on the right steps. So I took all of those steps and then uh, at some point, Michael from the original agency approached me and said, hey, this is a really great business you have. I have all of these agency connections and know, you know, what agencies really need. Like we could grow this into something really big. And so we decided to partner and we incubated it within his agency. And then in 2018, we brought it out on its own and it was a real live adult business uh, running with real systems and real tools and payroll. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, we've just been growing it ever since. And yeah, it's been, it's been great. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, that's like, number one, whoever Michael is, 
like you made the, the like the perfect connection like right out of the gates right oh absolutely yeah i mean that and that's kind of that's part luck i mean that's not everybody <laughs> right like, you know especially for freelancing you're starting out you know who knows who you're going to be dealing with or finding uh to do work for or whatever and but to have somebody like that that also had connections and could really help you get going that's incredible what's it what's incredible too is that okay so you're looking at um you've you've decide that this is something you did you have hubspot experience before in your i i worked as an administrative assistant um in most of my previous jobs yeah. but in in industries nothing related to marketing uh, so i had it was brand new to me but they were willing to teach me okay um, and i'm a pretty quick learner yeah. so i think that was that was one of the things that help them realize that they should invest time in me because I would learn and yeah. that I was going to be growing this team that I could help them handle the clients that they brought on. And you also enjoyed the work. So, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, there must've been some aspect of what you were doing that you're like, Oh, this is, this is perfect for me. I enjoy, you know, getting up every day and logging into HubSpot doing my thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a big executor. So like I love doing just like checking things off, getting stuff done and, and helping right. people. Like that was my whole angle. Like yes, I needed the money, but my whole thing was my whole attitude was I just wanna help people. Yeah. Like the more agencies I can help the better, which is why I initially started growing the team. Mm -hmm. I was like, Well then I can help more agencies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels with my agency. We'll get into that in a minute, but um, but uh, and also, so you're, so you're enjoying it. You're you're you got somebody that's teaching you how to do this stuff, which is awesome, and connecting you with other agencies. I mean, that's that sounds like you know t good timing and everything is involved with that. Um, and then you start. So when you decide right off the bat, were you did you think about making this bigger and hiring other people to help you? What was that decision like? Like, did you did you go into this thinking I would just do it myself? But then you're like, I can do so much more if I hire other people. And yes, for sure. I always thought it would just be me, and I would just be a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Like the freelance life was kind of appealing to me because I could, you know take on whatever clients I wanted and I didn't have to work with people that I didn't like. And, um, then I, I had a big rule that I would never work for anybody who was local to me because I didn't want them to like see me out during the day and be like, why aren't you working on my stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just thought it would be me until I just, and then I just realized that the business was out there. Like agencies really needed this. And then I was like, you saw an opportunity like, there. To, this could yeah. be a thing. Yeah. And even when I started hiring helpers, I still didn't really think it would be like a big business. I never really thought that like that actually never entered my mind. Mm -hmm. And even still today, like we have like something like 70 team members. I still don't even think of myself as like a business owner. Like I just like you're still just, doing because you're enjoy, doing what you enjoy doing. You love right. getting up and doing your thing. <laughs> Exactly. And most of, like most of our managers are people who were with me from day one. Like they were my original helpers. So, oh, so and, you took your helper, you, you trained other people and those helpers became managers. 
Mm-hmm. Fascinating. I, I love that. Yes. Yeah, because they've been here through the evolution of the business. Right. And so they're the best people to run their teams. Oh, I love that. Um, yes. Oh, and it, so where did you find somebody to begin with? Was this, uh, where, where, mm-hmm. where did you hire from? So my initial helpers were referrals. So my very first person, well, I shouldn't say that. I had a, I had a VA from the Philippines initially who was helping me with general mm-hmm. stuff um, just on the side when I was just going to be a freelancer. Right. And once, you know, once the help I needed kind of evolved into something bigger, I decided I needed to go to U.S. people and get a higher level, you know, higher quality work. And so um, the first person I hired was actually Michael's sister-in-law. Oh. Um, yeah. And, um, thank you, Michael. So there's my, right. Again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now she's the manager of our admin team. And then, then what happened was I wanted to add a service that I was not skilled in. Mm. I wanted to add graphic design ah. and I was like, I don't do graphic design. And, but someone on the spin web team had a neighbor and a friend who was doing freelance graphic design. And so she became my graphic designer and now she runs the graphic design team. <laughs> so, and then SpinWeb, um, so there, they had a developer who, um, whose wife uh, was, was interested in doing some freelance. So she became our social media person. So she was doing all the social media work and then she became the manager and now she's our operations manager. So she pretty much runs everything. And, um, and then, yeah, someone else on SpinWeb referred us to a friend who was our content writer. Wait, what is, what is SpinWeb? Uh, that was the agency that Michael ran. Yeah. Go ahead. And, um, yeah, Nikki became the content manager and then she became our client success manager. She does all of our sales um, and does all of our client work. And it, so Nikki and Michelle basically run everything now. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just been amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yes. <laughs> A lot of people listening. Referrals, to yeah. Referrals are the best place to find good talent because they don't, you know, nobody's going to refer somebody who's going to be a flake. Um, <laughs> And, right. and then the person doesn't want to let down the person who referred them. Exactly. So it's like, yes, that's how yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And they've all been excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, that's incredible. Uh, there's a lot to unpack. Where do I want to go with this? Uh, so <laughs> I know where I'm headed. Um, so I, I want to kind of draw a parallel with you know kind of my agency and where I'm at. And I'm. I'm mm-hmm. I want to say you shouldn't be envious of anybody, but I'm a little envious of how well and how seamlessly it seems to have gone for you. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, so I can kind of relate to, um, you know, I kind of started out solo, but I kind of went into, mm-hmm. I did freelancing then I worked for a company for like three, four years, their web developer. And then I came out of that and I started this agency. So I kind of went into it thinking I would try to build an agency but it took a couple of years. I worked pretty solo. I get contract work and stuff for a while. And for the first few years, if I needed help. Um, and then I started, you know, like I've built an international team. So I got in India and Philippines, uh, about 10 people um, that helped me uh, from VAs to designers to developers and 
you know, a nice rounded team, project manager, uh, QA person. Um, and we do web design development and, um, it's gone really well, but I've, I've, you know, um, well, a couple things within there is, 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 is a little bit parallel to you is that some of those, that some of that team has grown out of people that are hired and they referred people that they knew in their networks. And that's the kind of same situation where you're going to get more quality people that way. So I got lucky out of the gates getting really, really good people. And, um, so that's one thing, but now I'm trying to, like, I'm in a point in my business where I've always thought this, I didn't know when I'm not in a hurry, but, um, but I do want to hire us. I want to build a us okay. team that transitions a little more difficult though. And I don't ha I don't seem to be as lucky uh, finding referrals out here for people to help me out. So, yeah. so that's that, but that's all about connections and, and that's really where we're landing here. You know, I have, I have a great, you know, I work with other agencies as well and I have um, a continuous stream of business coming in. We have direct clients too. We have a lot of stuff going on, but, um, and I get a lot of referral business and, and stuff, but that's business. That's not like, Oh, somebody's got somebody that can help me do something. Um, right. But it, I think, I think that the connections in business is, man, that that's, uh, you know, I know in my business, how important it is in your business. It's, it's seems like it's everything from Michael to probably a network of people you've built. Um, that's kind of how you, it seems like you've built your whole team and your whole business is just from networking and knowing people. Mm. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's how I've found all of our clients. We don't do any marketing at all. You don't do any, we, no social media, no. And we do organic it? social media, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't really, I wouldn't say that that's what brings clients. Yeah. Um, I have been really active on LinkedIn and I, that, that and the podcast, asking people to be podcast guests mm -hmm. are really where a lot of our clients come from. Uh, we also get clients from like, um, Michael is still part of a uh, HubSpot agency uh, Facebook group. Mm. And so, you know, he, we get a lot of clients through that. Um, again, just networking in there and just, you know, getting to know people and getting to know what their needs are and yeah. seeing how we can help each other kind of thing. Right. It's all about, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, you know, I, one of the things I've, I've made sure in my business, well, I, I thought about it a few times, like, should I do paid advertising? I actually have, I, I did paid advertising years ago as an affiliate and long story. Um, mm. I'm like, no, I want to try to build it organically and try a little SEO, do social media. Um, but social media for me is, you know, we're not like, we're not like a Gary Vee or anything. <laughs> right. <Not yet>. right. <laughs> Working on it. No, um, <laughs> we probably never will be where, you know, especially in every domain's different, every niche and market, whatever audience. Um, but, but it's been enough where it's opened the do door to that networking. It, it, like LinkedIn has been huge for us. Um, have you been on LinkedIn for like forever or is it this? Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. And do you do, I couldn't even tell you when I started. And you, do you get a lot of connections there? Like from your, you said you're networking with the Facebook group and stuff, but LinkedIn, do you reach out to people or do they just contact you through your via your content you're posting? How does that work for you? Yeah. So, um, 
It's typically, I will seek out marketing agency owners mm-hmm. and, um, and then I will ask them to be guests on my podcast. Yeah. And then they start looking through my stuff, I would imagine, um, and all of my content to make sure that I'm like an actual person. I actually have a podcast, you know, that I'm legit, right. um, which is where the content comes in. Right, and right. um and then you know nine times out of ten uh i shouldn't say nine times out of ten sometimes i just get no response which is mm-hmm. I totally expect that but a lot of times people are super honored to be asked and they will do it and then they start looking into what inbound back office is and then a lot of times it will lead to a sales call yeah um and in fact, over the last couple of weeks, a couple of people were like, I don't even want to be on the podcast. I just want to talk to you about helping my agency. Mm. <laughs> and so like, we just cut to the chase right there. But when I was the host of the podcast, very frequently after we were done recording, they would be like, can you tell me about what you do? Like, send me some information yeah. because I think this could really help. And so it very often led to uh, more conversations. But even if it doesn't, we're already connected. We've already had a conversation, you know, we're, and then I go and I'll comment on their posts and, you know, um, just kind of having all of those touches. Like sometimes it is a longer game, mm-hmm. but I would much rather them it be a longer game and have them finally, you know, work with us. And then it's like a long term, very trusting relationship. Yeah. Yeah. From the get go. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I think that's with any networking, you, you can't expect like, I'm going to network with you today and do you need any business? And right. then you get it. Uh, it doesn't work like that. It takes time. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, just referrals. I get referrals from people that, you know, I won't even talk to them for like six months to nine months. You know, maybe I, I this just happened. Why it's fresh in my mind. I had two referrals uh, this last couple of weeks for pretty large projects. And from somebody in LA that um, I had, I think he was referred to me from somebody and I talked to him and we had worked on a project this last year or to propose a project and that never happened. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden out of the blue, he sends me a couple uh, referrals and it just happened organically. We, we got on a few calls and then nothing happened at the time, but you know, eventually it could. And and just the same way with, and I was, people always tell me that we do a lot of content uh, with daily content. I, I guess mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you say two, two, three items per, per uh, social media account or whatever per day. And, um, and we stay top of mind. That's, that's our whole thing is just to stay right. top of mind. And people tell me, Matt, you're top of mind because I see your content every day. It pops up. Yes. <laughs> so once something. Exactly. That's how it works, right? I mean. Yes. Exactly. So someone might not be ready now, but when they are. Yeah. You're the first person they're going to think of. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and also, I think what you, you know, like when you do reach out to people, and this is what I hear from what you've kind of built and what you do, you're doing, you're doing content enough to build your brand. Your brand is out there. People are able to check you out, whether it's on your website or your profile and, and you've put thought into that and it, it does sell your brand. It does say mm-hmm. this person's legit or you have, you know, reviews or whatever they're looking at out there. Um, that's also something too, that I think is important. Um, 
you know, like we even maintain a Instagram account that, you know, we don't get business from Instagram, but we keep it right around right. because people are going to search the web for us, see what's going on. They can see our work. And um, so that, that, that helps. It kind of goes hand in hand. Um, right. There's some people out there just spamming and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why people should do their research because right exactly well and it also gives them a sense of like who like like who you are just as people um and a sense of if that's you know somebody they actually want to do work with um and instead of just like meeting someone in a sales call you know for 10 minutes or whatever and then going into this work relationship you build up this personality online and they already feel like they know you. Yeah. And so it's so much easier for them to either say, yeah, like we're a fit or nah, you're not for me. Yeah. And that's totally good too. Yeah, and it's yeah. also about your personality and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. not, I had somebody who was it on my uh, podcast, I don't know, months ago, um, but she kind of really drove this home where it's like, you're either going to love me or hate me. She was really, you know, like her personality is right in your face. Like this is who she yeah. is and you either love me or hate me, but she doesn't care about the people that hate her or, or right. Exactly. Like, this is the, you find your tribe, you find your people that you um, connect with that care about you. And, and, uh, and I feel the same way, uh, but, yeah. but podcasting. Um, so you, you're not hosting anymore. Or you, you mentioned that. No, I'm not. Um, actually our, Lead strategist Holly has taken over as host, uh, so she does all of our podcasts now. But you did that because, um, basically Michael and I wanted to create a business that we didn't really have to do a lot with, ah. <laughs> and so we found a way to basically have you know have other people do do it all. Um, yeah. So we just kind of wanted it to run on its own and empower our people to be the voices of the company. Interesting. So you're more behind the scenes, and um, mm-hmm. and so that in, in my last episode we talked a lot about vision. That's your vision for your business. Mm-hmm. You did you have that up? I know you. Well, up front you were just thinking about being a freelancer, but then mm-hmm. as you worked with Michael, you two were like, "This is where we see ourselves in five years or a couple of years. We want to." Uh, put over pe- people in the right positions so they can run the company and then you can do whatever it is you do. What, what do you, what are you going to do if you're not doing anything? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was a vision, you know, an intentional vision for that long. It maybe, I mean, we were putting it together that way yeah. when I look back on it, like that's how we were doing it. And mostly because, I mean, even up until a couple of years ago, I was still doing client work um, because there were just a few clients that weren't agencies that I had before we became niched in that market. Mm. Um, and they were, they were people who were, I was very close to and I didn't want to give them up to anybody, but then our, my original helper took them and took great care of them. Um, and so they are still clients today, yeah. but it was really hard to give up some of that. Um, and even the podcast, it just became, it became too much for me. I'm an incredible introvert. And so it took <laughs> a lot of energy yeah. for me to do all of that 
peopling. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, so I still found a way to kind of be on the front end of like making those connections through LinkedIn and just didn't have to do the, you know, the actual interviewing. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as what I do now, so obviously I'm doing a lot of the networking part of it, um, and trying to always trying to, you know, think of other things that we can do to add value for our clients. For example, we're exploring, um, having a side of recruiting, uh, in inbound back office, like just plain old recruiting, just like a regular recruiter. Um, for specific positions that agencies might. Oh, need. okay. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're, uh, running a beta right now with one of our clients, uh, who's already a client and, um, who, who does work with recruiters. So he's got some inside knowledge mm. on like what's, what's better than what they do and yeah. you know, what we might want to add and things like that. So we're testing it out, but we think it actually might be a good fit. And so, so we're constantly trying to figure out different ways that we can, um, you know, add new services and, um, yeah. The fun stuff. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because you try a lot of different things, especially as your business is growing and, and you you tried, you did the podcast and, but you realized, you, you know, that maybe this wasn't something you wanted to do for a long time. Um, and because you're an introvert or because, you know, but that's figuring that stuff out along the way is important. Like, I think with my mm. podcast, I actually figured out I liked it for some reason. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I like doing, yeah. I don't know why. Sometimes I wonder, but, um, but for the most part, I love having these conversations. I like talking about business. I like, uh, I like this whole process and I like connecting with people and, um, and it does other things. I like networking a little bit, but, right. um, but to to figure that out, but now it's it's kind of interesting how you kind of you you it sounds like this is what I'm hearing. It sounds like you like the process of strategizing and coming up with new ideas, innovating, seeing what you know we can come up with new services. That's kind of where you are. That's where your value is in your business. You've you got somebody that can help. You've kind of established this part of your business where it kind of runs on its own. You got you're helping eight a lot of agencies, and that's doing awesome without you even there, but you're able to, that frees you up now to go build onto that and do something completely new, which is very cool. Yeah, for sure. In fact, at one point, Michael and I tried to start a second, it it was, it was basically the idea was it would be the same as inbound back office, but we would uh, serve nonprofits because he had some experience in nonprofit Mm -hmm. area. So we kind of spun it off as a second company, like a separate company, um, didn't do so well. Nonprofits are, there's a lot of red tape and a lot of approvals needed and it, and they weren't very tech savvy and it just, it just didn't work out so well. Um, so now all of the innovating we do are within IBO, (laughs) you know, it was, it would be much easier to scrap an idea within the company than starting up a brand new separate company. Yeah. 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 No, and that's and you failed, but you're still here. Yeah. You're still doing stuff. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they talk about failure all the time online, right? Everyone, everyone's talking about mm-hmm. gotta fail, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But uh, but that doesn't mean you you failed in everything. It's just that one thing you tried, and you you try. Right. 
You keep trying things yes. and, and that didn't work out. You learn from it. And now you learn that, well, maybe we should keep it within the brand and, and what we're doing and just um, uh, kind of uh, build things, snap things onto what you're already doing and leverage what you already have done, uh, which is very cool. I kind of do that with, uh, you know, with products uh, where I have the agency, but on the side, we've been building it's boring. WordPress plugins. Um, oh. boring. I don't think that's boring at all. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we we you know like Gutenberg block plugin. We got uh, an email plugin. We have, and we're building more. Uh, but this is kind of part of the grand plan. It's it snaps into what we do because we built obviously we build right. websites right. So we use it in our own websites, our client sites, and builds and and our own sites and. Um, it's something we kind of do on the side and grow and, and, but the long game is to, you know, eventually build a product side of our business that complements our agency. And, um, so kind of multiple revenue streams. So it's good to think about those things within that journey though. There's been some failures and things I decided, eh, maybe we don't do that and this and that, but you keep going, you keep trying and right. keep doing it. Um, and, uh, it, it does, does the. This is fresh in my mind too because I just had a, again a, a podcast about vision. <laughs> do you have a a vision for your company? Like, do you someday want to um, sell your business or build it in a way? Because that's why I I I kind of see myself doing this for a long time because I enjoy doing it. I found my passion. I mm -hmm. love doing it. Um, so it could be ten years, twenty years. I might be eighty. I don't know. Um, but, um, but kind of the idea is someday I'd like to be able to sell the business. And so to do that, I have to build it in a certain way. I have to uh -huh. build it like you did where it runs on its own and has value in different ways. That's something that would make it attractive for somebody to even want. Um, does that go into, uh, some of these decisions of what you're building that you want to build something? Do you have that long-term vision or are you kind of like, yes, I'll do this forever. Yeah, um, so that's interesting because Michael has a couple of businesses on the side that he does that are completely separate and different. Um, and so I think that's kind of where he was thinking. And this is one of the uh, complexities of being in a partnership uh, that I personally, I've gone back and forth on doing something else and, you know, positioning to sell. But at the end of the day, like I just keep thinking back to the people and because like a lot of them were like my original people, like I hired the majority of the people that are on our team today mm -hmm. myself and you know, I trained them myself and I worked very closely with them myself and the clients even many of these clients have been my clients since day one. Right. And so for me, like, I would take over and run it myself forever. Like if that were, you know, what Michael would want or whatever, like that's kind of where I am at this point. I just, I'd be happy doing it forever yeah. and just keep evolving it. Um, so you're not even thinking and, about you know, it. You're just, you enjoy what you do. And I you really can, do. Yeah, yeah. I really do at this point now that we've gotten, you know, most of the processes down and, and everything runs pretty smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as long as AI doesn't take over your job or something, and yeah, I think we're <laughs> I think we're safe for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that is a legitimate you know thing. I, I mean, yeah. I've, I've been involved with things that um, like I was involved with about twenty years ago. I got into affiliate marketing, Google AdWords, and you know PPC and pay per click, and um, 
and uh, did a lot of stuff. But in that time frame, that 10 years, Google changed so much. Like a lot of stuff that we, uh, like I was part of the Wild Wild West days where anything went. Mm, and then, yeah. and then you know, all kinds of things happened in the industry, both on from the Google's perspective and from, um, from the merchant's perspectives where they started uh, tightening the screws on us. We couldn't get away with as much over time. And um, made it harder and harder for affiliates specifically, but, but that's something even with AI, you think about that, like, am I, I think about that in my business, obviously I'm web design development, you know, people are using chat GPT to code now. Um, and there's a lot of things happening there, but am I safe? You know, how do I protect myself and, or, or am I in a position to where, um, I'm doing something that AI can't do? We're not just coding. Mm -hmm. We're not just prompting things to do stuff. We're, or, we're adding value. Or, yeah, or educating yourself on how to, I mean, it's always going to take a person to use AI to get the output. So, you know, put in, learning how to use it better than other people, I suppose, could also be another angle. It's it's the, you know, so it, it's, it's making sure you got enough value. So you bring a strategy, you bring yourself to, people want to deal with, people for the most part. Right. right. Um, so I, I don't think that one of my clients, knowing my clients that they'd want to get on a zoom call with a bot <laughs> or talk about right. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> yeah. But also what we've been noticing is that, you know, like even like with content generated from AI, like people can tell like, and there's an integrity thing there that yeah. I think a lot of agencies, especially the ones, I mean, at least the ones that we've talked to, they don't want to go there. Like they would still rather have it be completely original mm -hmm. written by a human being, you know, graphic design and all of it. Like they would just rather, yeah, maybe there might be some services that, you know, could potentially agencies might use them to be more efficient and more cost effective. Right. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, a lot of that creative stuff is people aren't going to want it to be computer, computer generated, at least, not right now. Yeah. Now, generations in the future, possibly, potentially, yeah. they might not care about yeah. that. <laughs> well, the, like like a lot of things, though, and this happened a lot in internet, my internet marketing days, where people would ruin things because everyone starts doing it, and like yep. suddenly you got all this gen like if so, you have to still find ways to set yourself apart. Maybe that is more original content, more uh, this type of thing we're doing today, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing that, and I was thinking was the other, other thing that we do, or I envision us doing is helping people implement these tools and how to approach them in their businesses, even for websites and stuff, you know, like how can you leverage AI, um, these tools into your, I just had a conversation yesterday at a little meeting with, uh, on site with a client and we we're talking about AI and chatbots and cause they have a ton of data and how that could help mm -hmm. them. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities to also help people in, in, in that realm. And I'm sure on your side too. Um, there is a, a ton that we could continue to talk about here. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I want to actually, let's take just a few minutes about HubSpot. Cause I want to, I want to talk about HubSpot a little bit. Cause I also talked about it yesterday a little bit. Cause the, this client is getting in the, they, after our meeting, they were meeting with HubSpot um, mm. and uh, they're going to implement that into their business. You can take a few minutes and tell me about HubSpot, 
what it kind of is and what it does for businesses. Cause I'm curious myself, I I'm not a HubSpot expert. I will integrate it into their website and do, you know, help mm-hmm. them implement forms and stuff. And, and, but I, I'm not in HubSpot. They're going to manage that or somebody else's. Um, tell us a little bit about that and, and why it's awesome. Yeah. So I will just preface this by saying I have been out of the HubSpot world for a couple of years. So I may misspeak or <laughs> miss some of the new technology and features that they offer now because apparently it changes very frequently. Yeah. And I'm sure that they're going to, I mean, we're recording this right before Inbound, um, their big conference. So um, I'm sure they usually unveil lots of new features yeah. and things like that. But essentially, um, it's it's kind of an all-in-one system for marketing, really. Like, it's a CRM. You can do email marketing. You can create landing pages. Um, they've got all kinds of integrations with other tools. Um, you can develop websites on it. We have HubSpot developers who develop HubSpot websites on there. So they have a CMS. Um, so it's really just this all-in-one thing, yeah. um, system for marketers. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and it's really great. It's evolved over time um and they have they have pretty flexible pricing like there is you get a lot of features in the free uh plan which is really nice for people who don't need all of that extra thing you know features but um but they still want to use it um they can still do a lot of email marketing um and you know CRM management through the free plan um, so that, I think that's what really attracts people to get started with it. And then they see all of the other cool things that it can do. Right. And then they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I need this. Kind of like what you've done with your business. They did with their business. Cause I don't know. I feel like HubSpot, again, I've been around for a long time and HubSpot has, has been around for a long time, but they trans trans like became something else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't remember them, people building, only in this past year or two have I heard people starting to be like, yeah, you can build websites there. I don't think that mm-hmm. was always a thing, was it? Yeah, I, I don't think it was always a thing. Um, I think it was really, like, I think it started as, like, a CRM. Yeah. And then, like, they added things as, Kind you of know, scaled it up. And as, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I don't know, does it work like the the websites? Are they on a subdomain, kind of like WordPress.com? Does they have their own hosted websites, blogs or whatever, or other, or like a Wix or Squarespace? And no. This is, how does it, that it's work? It's fully, yeah, it's fully just like, you know, you buy the domain. And... Ah, I get the domain there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, and then it's, oh, interesting. But you, could you do, uh, can you do subdomains there like, like you can on others or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like if you didn't have a domain, like everyone should have a domain, but <laughs> I'm just curious how it's oh, structured. Oh, actually, that's a great question. If, if you don't have a domain, that I am not sure about. Yeah. That I'm not okay. sure about. That's uh, interesting. I got so much to learn about it myself. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like I said, it has changed so much over the years yeah. um, that like it would probably be unrecognizable if I tried yeah. to do no, anything today. Yeah, no. I, and, I mean, I think one of the things that I think is uh, probably the, to me, the kind of the core of it, though, is managing the list and the CRM and all that built mm-hmm. into it. And 
being able to do automations and um and our drip campaigns or whatever you can do in there and yeah um that's it's cool um yeah i i use mailchimp for like my okay. my stuff mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know i've always thought about this hubspot thing i check into it yeah so. well it's nice because you can do your landing pages all in hubspot yeah. and you can create templates and you've got forms in hubspot like it's yeah. just all in there together so you don't have to have yeah. three separate tools or something oh, right like and I, I i actually there was another agency uh, i was talking to we've had multiple conversations you might have been on this podcast i don't know it's after 130 some episodes right? i start to yeah. forget what they had on the podcast but he he's like we've talked about doing stuff together but he's he used to do wordpress but that's 90 percent plus what we do um mm -hmm. but uh but his whole, they shifted to just focus on HubSpot and building websites in HubSpot. That's mm, like their okay. specialty as well. And um, I just thought, found that fascinating. And I wanted to learn more yeah. about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, if somebody wants to learn more about what you do, contact you, connect with you, they want to learn more about your business or get help from you uh, with your 70 plus VAs, um, mm. how can they reach out? How can they find you? Uh, yeah, our website is inboundbackoffice.com and, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Amy Foley. Awesome. Those are the two best ways. All right. Great. Well, thanks for joining us until next time. Thanks for having me. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes or inquire about being a guest please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top. Fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.